Hey there, welcome back to the Podcast Manager Show. And if this is your first episode, thank you so much for tuning in. In this episode, I am chatting with Rosemary Callender, one of my Podcast Manager Program students, and she shares how she built her podcast management business based on podcast launch clients. She explains how she started focusing on launch strategy versus providing management to clients and how getting clarity on her ideal client really helped her move to the next level in her business. Rosemary goes into detail on how she started her business after just getting fed up with her nine to five in 2020 and how testing different ways to build her business helped her to find her way to success so far. My goal with these episodes is to give you an idea of what this may look like for you. It's so cool to see how different people have built different businesses offering similar services. So I hope this episode gives you another example of what this could look like for you if you're thinking about becoming a podcast manager and also gives you some cool ideas and inspiration for building your business. All right, without further ado, let's go meet Rosemary. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Rosemary, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm I'm really excited to talk about your business and all the things that you've got going on. But before we get into that, I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about you. Well... I am Rosemary <laughs> and I'm a podcast launch and system strategist. I am based in Essex over in the UK, so across the pond from you. And yeah, I work primarily with female coaches to help them launch their podcasts so that they can create connections and build communities with their dream clients. And that has been a, um, a recent shift in my business, which I'm sure we'll come on to a bit later. And then the other side of it is also implementing systems. So I am a PA, EA of 15 years. That's my background. So making things easy and, you know, processes, that's all kind of my bread and butter. So it made sense to implement that as part of the services that I offer as well. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, let us know like how you found out about working online. And since you have this executive assistant background, were you able to see like, oh, I can do this or not really? No. (laughs) (laughs) So how it all came about was obviously COVID hit March, 2020. I was in a role where I was a PA to CEO, COO, managed the office. So the whole kit and caboodle so in London or in the UK when we went into the first lockdown it was my responsibility to every get everyone sort of you know working from home set up with equipment which was fine I had like a week but we you know we got there Mm -hmm. and then after a couple months you know we all settled in I settled in I'd worked from home 
periodically in jobs before, but never like long term. So after like three, four months, I was like, oh my God, I like this. But then I knew that in that role, because I manage an office, there's no way that they would allow me to work from home permanently because how can you manage an office and not be in it? Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, well, can I do a virtual PA role? And long story short, I think it was August, end of July, August. I It was late. It was like 11 p.m. midnight. And we've got this job search board thing called Read over here. So I was on there looking for this virtual PA role and then a course popped up for VA, how to become a VA or something like that. It was called, I was like, huh, what's a VA? And then that took me down the working online sort of um, path, took the course. Well, no, actually it was the Wednesday and then Thursday morning, she was doing one of those sort of workshops, attended it at 8 a.m., bought the course, did it over the weekend, Wow. And then, yeah, spent the rest of the last three weeks of August just getting my business together as per her course. So I started off as a VA. And then how I came to be into the podcasting, I had a VA client who I call her a pro podcast guest because she's been on so many to date. And um, I was repurposing some of her episodes. And I was like, huh? I've listened to podcasts before, but, you know, you never really think deeply into how things come to be for sure so, yeah I did a bit of re- a bit of research and and I came across you I can't remember how <laughs> but obviously I came across you and I came across your course and you and I had a bit of correspondence and then yeah I did it this time around this time last year and then pivoted in January 2021 so that's kind of working online was never ever in my brain at any point yeah <laughs> right right I mean so few of us like know someone in our real life that works online in this freelancing capacity. So it just seems like you either do a Google search, which was, you know, kind of what you were doing. A lot of us, that's how we got, that's how we found out about this world, which is so wild. I'm really interested to see what it's going to be like in five, 10 years. Like, is it going to be more common knowledge or I just, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because I don't know what it's like in the U S but I was just on the phone to a friend earlier and I was saying to her that even now even though we're able to you know go about and go about our normal business the roads are still quiet like in the morning with school rush it's nothing compared to what it was like pre-covid like there was cars backed up and two in because people are impatient and now it's like the kids are off like it's so quiet so I think there's a massive shift Mm. but yeah I just didn't Even when I went and I Googled, I was looking for a virtual PA role for an organization. I wasn't expecting to be in this space. And just the journey has been a little crazy. (laughs) Yes, it is a wild journey. Now, when you first started with some virtual assisting clients, what did you like doing for them? Huh. So nothing in particular. Like, like, well, like is a okay. So obviously, you know, the 15 years PA background seemed like a natural transition into the online space. But I would be the first to admit, like, you know, shout out to any VAs who are listening to this that really, you know, are able to give that special touch to every one of their clients because I didn't feel like I was able to do that. Because being a VA to, you know, at one point I was working with six or seven coaches. One was in New Zealand. I was new to running my business and all the things that that comes with. 
So giving that special attention, just even things like remembering what they said on the call last week and inquiring about it. My head was just so frazzled. So I felt like I wasn't, you know, in the online space, we talk about impact quite a lot. I didn't feel like I was making an impact. I didn't feel like I was changing their life in any considerable way. I was doing a lot of calendar management, email management, um, email marketing, social media scheduling. So general VA, I suppose, is the term Mm -hmm. that I would use. And I liked all that stuff, but I felt like, first I felt scattered, like I was just all over the place. And then secondly, I didn't feel like I was making an impact. Like, just felt like I was doing, I was doing stuff, not making things better. Mm-hmm. Changing the world. I wasn't changing the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of us are looking for like that connection with a client too. And so if you, yeah. if you're working with too many or you, it's just, yeah, it could be a combination of things. You just don't feel like you're really connecting with them. And so yes. then that impact, you know, even if what you're do is, doing is making a incremental impact in their life, you don't have that connection with them to even know. Cause you're just kind of, like you said, you're busy, you're frazzled you're just kind of all over the place. So yeah. And so maybe we had like that connection in corporate because we worked with great people or maybe we didn't regardless. You know, I think we're, a lot of us are looking for that in the online space as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a huge difference between supporting someone who's two feet away from you in the same physical space than it is to support multiple people in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And yes, I wanted that connection, even if it was to say, oh, how was your daughter's birthday mm-hmm. last week? Mm-hmm. Because that all helps with building relationships. But I just felt like I can't even keep track of what I'm supposed to be doing for who. And that's what I love about the podcast and what we do, because editing can take two to four hours. Whereas as a VA, scheduling social media, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Doing someone's newsletter, 20 minutes. And I was just... Yeah, And then I started to feel lots of tasks in any given day. And obviously I was starting out. They didn't know that, but I knew that. So it was just a lot to juggle. And I needed something that played on my strengths a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good segue. What are some of your strengths and how do those show up in podcast management? So as a PA, it was very much about planning ahead, being organized. Um, Those are the top two. Depends on the day but I pride myself on being quite a good communicator as well. So, and that's come with time as a business owner, just, you know, with every client, as you know, you learn something new, so you implement it into your business or your processes, but definitely being able to plan ahead deadlines. I love a deadline and just keeping people to task. And that's why I've pivoted into the launches primarily more than focusing on management because after working for strategists recently, that's where, my love is I just love the project six weeks project taking someone's idea making it happen and helping them keeping them accountable you need to do this and just keeping them and keeping things so as you know you've got the Trello board this is where you put things in Google Drive and it just is how I my brain is wired so those are the top two organization and planning ahead yeah that's 
so essential with a launch. And you said, if you've got this systems part as well, and implementing a system makes a launch go so much smoother. Yeah. And I, I love this about launching that the more you do, the better you get at them. Whereas management, yes, you you for sure get better at the tasks of editing and show notes and stuff. But every client's a little bit different versus, mm-hmm. versus with a launch. It's a little bit more systematized. Yes, yes. And you can... It it does come with time and confidence, but I am starting to get into my own and just really sticking to my boundaries. And like, Mm -hmm. if someone sends me something via email, can you please upload it to Trello? Can you please upload it to Google Drive? Because it might be easy for you to just stick it in an email, but my inbox is so busy sometimes. If it gets missed, that can't be on my head. (laughs) So it's just, let's stick to the process. It'll be easier all around. Yeah. Okay. So then let's go, let's go back to January of 2021. Cause that's when you said, this is when you started. So how did you land your first client as a podcast manager? So it was like two weeks into January and I'd finally, well, not finally, it's not like I'm sitting waiting, but I got onto clubhouse and I can't remember what room I was in, some random room. And I think I spoke, I actually can't remember, but I just know that's, my first client, she followed me over to LinkedIn, which within itself mm. is crazy because LinkedIn isn't directly linked to Clubhouse, only Instagram is. So she took that time to, you know, connect with me over on LinkedIn, put actually put my name in because that wasn't on my profile. And then I think I commented on one of her posts, just a genuine comment. I didn't know she was looking for, she didn't send a note or a message or anything. And then she replied, oh yes, we need to connect. I followed you over from Clubhouse. In my head, I was thinking, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm tracking and then, people. Of course. Yeah, it's just, I, I know what you're doing. But um, yeah, a couple of days went by. She didn't reach out. So I think I made another comment. And then she messaged me, direct messaged me and kind of, we got on a call. And she was absolutely lovely because, you know, as service providers, we go into this whole spiel on discovery calls and I went into my whole spiel and back then it would have been like 10 minutes long and I remember just looking at her face and thinking oh she seems a bit disengaged but then when I finished up she said oh that's really good but you know I decided to work with you before we even got on this call but you know it's great to learn <laughs> it's great to learn more about you but that was the kind of confidence boost I needed because she was my first client and she wouldn't have known because I didn't you know broadcast it but um yeah that gave me the confidence like okay crap okay (laughs) right right and I hadn't even done your entire course like I'd kind of picked and chosen which modules to do I don't think I'd even done the editing course (laughs) I think at that point I decided to outsource editing I hadn't even tried it I just thought this looks too hard yeah I'm going to outsource it and yeah here I am (laughs) <laughs> you're not alone there. I, I hear that from time to time. People are like, I knew from, from day zero, I was outsourcing <laughs> my editing. But you know what? It's the favorite bit that I like. So it's just really interesting how we as humans tell ourselves that we can't do something. Mm. And then actually that's not entirely the case at all. Because it's yeah. one of my favorite bits. I hate show notes, but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, I love that. Like she told you, I, I'd already decided to hire you before we were even getting on this call. Cause you're like, okay, you know, where do I go from here? I already have you in (laughs) the bag, but I also need to like educate you on, like, we have to land on what we're going to do together at the same time. So awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was good. I mean, we worked together up until 
Was it October? Yeah, October this year. So it was quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great first client. Now, you also said when you were VA, you were working with someone who you were repurposing her podcast interviews. So you kind of had your feet a little bit in it at that point. Were you then? A little bit. Okay. Not so, you didn't feel quite like it? I didn't feel, no. I don't think I even, I used the word repurpose at that time of trepidation (laughs) because anything to do with writing just makes me feel a bit ill (laughs) because I'm not a really good writer. So I use the word repurposing now because I know what it means. But back then, I think I just said, you know, chop and change, take a quote here. Like I created a quote vault for her, transcribed her episodes. But it's only now that I'm using the word repurpose. So I think my podcasting journey really started with finding out about you and finding your course and then, you know, buying it. So everything from like probably December, late November, December till now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass, and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. Did you find that like after your first client, you kind of felt that momentum or did it take more than one client to, to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to get the hang of this. So this year has been interesting (laughs) because I say that with laughter, because even though I pivoted into podcast management in January, I held on to that VA title. So I called myself podcast manager and VA. And even though I wasn't actively creating content for VAs, I was just holding on to it, you know, just in case. And I still held on to VA clients that I knew, even in December when I took your course and I was like, I'm doing Lauren's course over Christmas. I onboarded two VA clients. Like the scarcity mindset is a very, very real thing. And I think it took me until May. So I think... There was a bit of a gap after the first the first client, but I think a lot of that was down to me and my mindset because at the time I was like, you know, one podcast client in, one VA client out, but that's not how, you know, our plans never go as we want them to go. And then I remember in May, I just had this, I had a random DM conversation with a coach who pointed out that it was, you know, my messaging would be confusing because 
even though you're talking about podcast management or podcasting, your VA, which one is it? Because there's also podcast VAs. So the title alone was very confusing. So just got super, super clear. And now, yeah, I'm I'm hitting my goals. I just want two launch clients awesome. a month. And I've I've got someone booked in April. Wow. Lauren. Yes. And it's December. Never ever. And it's December. And she booked last week and she paid in full. No arguments, no dilly dallying. Yeah. It was that. And I was like, wow. So you feel like this switch or whatever it is that you feel like you just kind of went through, was it you said it's clear it was clarity? Was it like a mind shift clarity? Mindset shift but also the practical stuff. Like I felt like I needed to have management clients. Anyone listening, this might not be the case for you. So don't take this as gospel. But for me, management clients, as you would know from our coaching calls, have been a total nightmare because I do minimum three-month contracts. But then for a lot of them, they're happy with the service I provide, but then there's a financial. And I know that's part of business, but I just felt like it's really hard for me to forecast much longer than three mm-hmm. months because people were dipping in and out. And that's why I love about, one of the things I love about launches, you can pay in full or 50-50, but after six weeks, that's it. There's no, some people do, like I've just launched one today and she wants to continue, but no longer is my mindset relying. On management. So that's where my, on management mm-hmm. clients. So that's where my mindset has also shifted. Your income goal is two, maybe three launch clients a month. What does that look like? If I get system VIP days in that, fantastic. If I have management clients, fantastic. But there's no longer this, oh my God, oh my God, she's leaving, I need to, which is where I was. That's that's a very honest yeah. story. That's where I was. When people email to say, oh, I won't be continuing or I'm really, and you know, when someone says it's income, you can hardly say, <laughs> Well, actually, what about me? You can't yeah, do that. Yeah, right. So what are what are your launch clients doing when they're not renewing with you for, for management? What do, do they tell you? Like, are they editing their own show moving forward? So the April one I just mentioned, she has, she has a nine to five. So she's got a project manager. She's got a really successful coaching business, but also has a nine to five. So her project manage, manager is running the coaching business and has a team of mm. her own. So what I'll be doing is doing the launch and then I'll put together a package for them afterwards, separate to do some training or create workflows, whatever that I haven't quite worked out what the package looks like. So someone on her project manager's team, they might still pay me to do the editing, but like graphics and show notes can be the project manager's gotcha. team. So that's one example. People that I've worked with in the past, they've gone on to edit themselves. I did a couple audacity training sessions with them and, you know, they have the recording and they've just gone off and managed it themselves. So interesting. It is very interesting, but I'm moving into the, not necessarily just teaching them how to edit, but putting things in place. Like what does your guest management process look like? How I'm a big fan of streamlining everything within an inch of its life. (laughs) So what can we streamline and then using templates, so templates for your graphics, templates for your show notes. So it's cut and paste, you know, it just makes it really, really quick so that you can maintain the same level as if you were working with yes. someone. So that's kind of 
my two focuses. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause that's kind of what I was thinking was like, how can they maintain their show so that you're not like giving them this incredible launch experience. And then they're like, you know, then you're, they're just sent off like, (laughs) good luck in the wind. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that makes sense. Systems will do, will do wonders for them. Now, one of the things that you, that you've done is have, you have your own podcast, not as, you know, some other, some podcast managers have like their own hobby podcast, but you have a podcast about podcast management or about starting a podcast, right? For your clients. Yeah. So tell us about how, when did you launch that? And how has that helped your business? Um, so I launched in June, 2021. So it's about six months now. And I'll be honest, it's not necessarily a lead generation tool for my business, like some podcasts are for like for our mm-hmm. clients. Um, it's more of a, I suppose back then, well, twofold. I hate writing. We've touched mm-hmm. on that before. <laughs> like I'm a massive overthinker. Everything like, you know, budding in copywriter over here. I think that everything needs to be written really, really well. Whereas, you know, I just thought podcasting makes sense. I was working for coach in February and she mentioned it at that time. I just shut her down and I was like, you're crazy. Like, who am I? Obviously it's only been a month. I've done your course. So who am I to start a podcast? And yeah, writing content, I've always kind of struggled with. Although in hindsight, I realized that's because I wasn't super clear to who I was talking to. So if you're not clear, to, not about what they eat and what they dress, but the language that they use, which I'm starting to get a bit better at now, then you're always going to struggle with writing content. But that's where the podcast came about. One one day I remembered that coach's words and I was like, yeah, I should start a podcast. Then I can just repurpose stuff and not have to come up with new content yeah. all the time. So that's kind of how it was born. But the podcast is two things. There's a lot of DIY podcasters who, you know, that's fine. I like to learn stuff. There's some stuff that I'll just outsource and I wouldn't want to know. Um, but I've come to a point in my journey when I've where I've realized that a DIYer wants to DIY. Exactly. There's not many DIYers who want to pay even £10 or $10 for anything. They want to DIY. Yeah. So I wanted to create a podcast that would be actionable, specific, bite-sized, that they could just go away and do stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily... The people listening to my podcast, I don't envision will become clients. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. That's not it doesn't serve that purpose. And then the other purpose is, so when I'm working with my launch clients in the Trello board, so, you know, what to put in your intro outro. I've got an episode on that. Listen to this. And I'll just plug in their podcast episode. So it helps in, in that regard as well. If you're launching a podcast, I assume you listen to them. And that's why I try and keep them really short so that, you know, a good client will listen, take that advice and then go off and do what they need to do. So that's, yeah. But I also, I just love it, especially now that I'm interviewing guests. I started off just doing it by myself, but now I'm interviewing guests. It's just brilliant. Speaking to other women, it's just, and I learn something all the time. (laughs) Like, it's just amazing. So it's, yeah, it's more about content creation, helping DIY podcasters and my clients as well in certain, in certain ways. And having fun and building relationships with other people that I wouldn't necessarily come into contact with. Yeah. 
I, I so agree with like the networking piece of it. When you have your yeah. own show, it's so easy. If you're like, if you find someone on Instagram that you're like, oh, we just need to collaborate. Like there, you just like their, mm. their energy on Instagram, but you, yeah. you don't, you're like, I don't know what to ask them. Like when you have a podcast, you're like, oh, come on my show. That's a very easy way to start a relationship. Like when I meet people that they wouldn't be a good fit for my show, but I want to like, I want to collaborate with them in some way. I'm like, I don't know how to collaborate with them because the only way I, you know, I, I start, you know, those type of relationships is with, is through a podcast. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and when, it, when that doesn't quite make sense, it's like, oh, well, we want to, we need to like virtually hang out, but how? A coffee chat. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably the best solution. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, um, it's been good. It's been, it's one thing in my business that even when I'm feeling a bit blur, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. It's good to but have to do it. Right. Yeah. And then, definitely. and then I'm sure like once you get to doing that, you feel, you know, you feel a little like perked up and, and can do, can do the next thing. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, I try to get the right balance between solos and it's, it's funny because it is a podcast about podcasting, but I've started to interview guests where there's an overlap between podcasting and business. Yeah. So like the first episode of 2022 would be about goal setting and that applies to podcasting and business. So I'm trying to get that balance. But yeah, I mean, I would love to start a new one in 2022, but I don't know what about, nor do I have time. So I don't know why. <laughs> so would you would you have both of them still or would you? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably, I don't know. I will probably wind up too busy to put, but then oh, now that I've changed my business, my business name to match, I don't know. I've not given this much thought, but I just love, I absolutely love talking to female entrepreneurs and hearing their stories. That's the bit. So I haven't quite molded it through yet, but just being able to have conversations with other women about their stories, what that looks like, I do not know, but I just love it. Absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's interviewing. And even just, I would get my fill when I was editing a bunch of shows of just listening to those interviews and kind of yeah. feeling you could be like, you could be in those rooms with people that like, that was just really kind of fulfilling for me too. Yeah. Or you want to, same, I could be editing one of my client shows and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to speak to this woman. But like you said, there's, there's no natural fit. <laughs> on my podcast I'm like I need to create something that's you know a bit universal but yeah I'm I'm the same <laughs> yeah there's I, I do love those shows where it's like the topic is so broad but they yeah. but somehow they've really managed to it's really branded well but it's it can attract a lot of different people I think that is kind of a sweet yes. spot yeah um like the one that's coming to mind is like how she built this Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, because it's like all about like basically how a woman started a business. Yes. And so it's like, it's. I mean, that's very broad, but it's got good branding to kind of to attract people. So it's not just like about anything. It's well-branded. So that's so interesting. Now, any other goals that you have? You've already told us you have someone booked into April. So that's awesome. 2022. I mean, yeah. I mean, when when Dubsado said she paid, I was like, huh? <laughs> So that was a little crazy, but um, just continuing on the path that I've been on. I've got a launch in January and one in February, but yeah, just continuing. And one thing that I really want to work on is how to say this, um, harnessing, gosh, 
harnessing my relationships with existing clients because when I worked with the strategist and I looked back, the last few clients or um, that I've onboarded have been referrals. So there needs to be, I feel like there needs to be something there. Like my VA client, I'm still with her because she launched a podcast. She's on season three with her co-host and she sent two people my way. One of the people that she sent my way sent someone else my way. And I think referrals are a lot easier because for sure people have recommended you. And then that discovery call is as a discovery call should be, are you the right fit? Rather than trying to, well, you shouldn't really do this, but trying to sell yourself or feeling like you need to sell yourself and your services. So I definitely want to come up with some sort of referral scheme, something um, to kind of acknowledge that so that more people can come my way. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, they're just so, those people that come to you, then they already have a recommendation. It's like the barriers are down. And if it's, if it's a good fit, it's a really easy yes for both of you. Yes, definitely. And I've had that where people are like, yep, yes, just send me the contract and they sign it as opposed to cold leads who say yes on the call and then disappear never to be seen again ever in life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there is a a massive, a massive difference. But um, that's definitely a goal to harness or come up with something um, that will serve client experience, but also referrals. I'd love to do a summit. Mm. Um, I don't know if I want to do a podcasting summit. I've got a bit of time to marinate on it. And then other sort of personal goals, like I need to read a book a month that I try. You'll see behind me that I've got some books that Mo for show, for show, like Jen Sincero, probably on page 10. (laughs) I need to make a more concerted effort to read a lot more. Um, I enjoy doing it, but also, you know, developmentally for the business as well. It's quite good. Um, I'm still going through my goals at the moment. I was inspired by someone, her name escapes me. She had set 21 goals for 2021. Oh, I like that. So she inspired me. Yeah, I'm going to do 22 for 2022. I think I've got maybe six or seven, mm-hmm. that, some that I've discussed. But then also, you know, just really working on my mindset and being more intentional. That's my word for 2022. Just being more intentional with my time and my energy Mm, yeah because this year I mean it's fine first year of business right there's lots of lessons yeah lots of lessons yeah lessons lots of tweaks but I just need to spend my time better like Facebook groups I need to cut that down to like five yes (laughs) like and not like a hundred yes so just I have that conversation a lot yeah with people Yeah. yeah. I, and I, yeah, being intentional with your time in your business, I think it's just that it's a good thing to focus on because it's a lesson that you, it's a dis, it's discipline, you know, yeah. being intentional with your time. And so, you know, I feel like I, it kind of ebbs and flows. And so you have to hold yourself accountable to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and another big one is I would love to hire someone to do my show notes. Mm, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't like, again, it's writing, isn't it? I hate, and as you might have picked up in the group, like when a client then changes anything, I go into this, oh, oh my God, they don't like my show notes, this whole thing. Because yeah, that's one thing in what we do. That is my weak spot. Yeah, is the writing. Well, I feel like there's more and more show note writers now. Like it's 
you know, and, and I'm hearing more and more podcast managers outsourcing that, whereas it used to kind of be like editing was the main thing to outsource. But now I'm really seeing a lot of yes. show note writers and show note outsourcing happening. Yeah, no, it's definitely, you've got to do what you enjoy. Yes. <laughs> for me. Yes, totally. Well, Rosemary, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being so honest about all of the the events of the last year. Well, let us know the name of your podcast. I don't think you've mentioned it yet. And how can the listeners, where can they find you after the episode? Yeah, so my podcast is Too Busy to Podcast. Have a listen. It is, we're still in the launch phase of the podcast, but obviously I hope to then move into talking about managing and at some point monetization. But yeah, just lots of different topics. Amazing female guests. So do have a listen. I hang out a lot on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. As I mentioned, I'm trying to reduce my time on Facebook, but you can find me primarily on those two. And then my website, which hopefully by the time this is id, it will be live, will be www.toobusytopodcast.co.uk. Awesome. Well, we will add those to the show notes so they can find you easily. And thank you so much again for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you. This has been, yes, I feel so honored. So thank you for the invitation. You're so welcome. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.